You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Hey everybody, Jason Burmis here, and welcome to yet another episode of Mixed Martial Mindset with my good buddy and MMA legend, John Fitch. There he is, and John, you know, we're talking about the woes of live streaming on top of all the copyright stuff, the demonetization, yep. uh, the tech stuff. I mean, it is not that easy. And uh, mm. you and I both are on this uh, side platform over here, Rockfin, and I'm glad to be on mm. it because today I actually did a uh, video uh, called Shocking, uh, Cult Film Exposes uh, Plan to, I think, Control the World in 1973, and I put it up, it immediately got pulled from YouTube, I went through, and then it got a copyright and a block copyright so they don't share it. So then I went through and I like edited it and it's a two minute segment and they caught me for like 90 seconds the second time they did it again for like 20 seconds and it's clearly fair use. I'm not mm -hmm. pirating the thing. It's not, you know, full screen. I'm commenting over it. You know, I'm not me. I can't even make money on it. Fuck. I'm completely demonetized on this platform. It's pretty frustrating, man. I mean, how's life as a live streamer treating you? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Rockfin is pretty amazing. Like, you, you got pulled off of YouTube, right? It wasn't yeah. Rockfin? Yeah. Yeah, Rockfin's amazing. I'm having a great time with Rockfin. So am um, I. I mean, honestly, I think that Rockfin, I mean, we've discussed it before. It really is the future because it also mm. gives you an investment in the network. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, my Ray, yes, yeah. I could turn it into cash, but I've been holding on to it because I really do believe with yeah. the expansion of people like Jimmy Dore and others uh, eventually, I'm gonna want Ray more than I'm gonna want dollars, especially in this roller coaster. Especially right now, when they when when the dollar crashes, <laughs> like I, that's I mean, where we're headed. You know, you're you're hoping. You know what? I mean, like this, it's really scary and it's really conspiratorial or whatever. But that's that's really from everything that I'm taking in. It looks like they're the people who want the you know one world, new world order crap. They want to crash everything. Because then the military can come in, they can take over and rule over the poor people. Uh, people will be starving and we'll have this lineup for rations. I mean, it'll be a forced socialism, forced uh, uh, communism type of situation when really it's just uh, a style of feudalism being forced down, a tech feudalism being forced down our throats again. I 100% agree. It's what I talk about uh, constantly. It's, you know, and, and it's kind of wild to me. I mean, I guess I'll point it out now because... You know, I, I did this film all the way back in 2013. It's seven years old now, but Shade the Motion Picture, you got like a 20-minute segment on Bill Gates, uh, Bloomberg, these guys, Schmidt, the Bilderberg Group, this very thing of mm -hmm. a top-down control and really an extension of eugenics. And even um, the clip that I played in The Holy Mountain, John, was basically that. So it's this crazy, surreal film that if you've never seen... I'll, I'll send you a link, but you're never going to, I mean, mm -hmm. dude, 
all I can say, it's the wildest film you'll never watch all the way through because I don't think you can make it. It's hard to make it through. I mean, this stuff Sorry. is graphic and wild. <laughs> and I mean, even in it, I had to blur out a bunch of nudity and there was a mm. large ice Dude. penis that I did not blur out. Gigantic yeah, ice penis. penis, John. Yes, humongous uh, ice yeah, penis. Yeah, that's why I didn't like to watch, man. There's too much blue penis. I, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if if you're penis shy, you might have to watch out. There's this. So Ringo Starr was supposed to play the main character in this, right? Now, there's not mm -hmm. a lot of dialogue in it. And it's like this Christ-like character. But the guy, Jordowski, who is, I guess, he's the first person you see in it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, right? He refused to take out a scene where... He has his asshole aggressively scrubbed out by two women in all sorts of symbolic paint. Vividly on film is all I'll say. So anyway, the 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 segment that I was okay, going over is, is yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, psychedelics in the seventies, huh? Yeah. Always, <laughs> so this scene has a bunch of elitists, right? And they're sitting around at this uh, dinner, and they're all enjoying themselves, right? And then there's, like, this magician character. And he's running around, and he's flailing about. But what he's really doing is he's showing them a plan to, to make human beings go to work and then enter a coffin. And it's a stack of coffins that they live in now. And you know what? The pods. The, it looks exactly like the Matrix. You know what? I'm going to look for... I'm going to just try to show... Let's see what we got here. I'm just going to show a, a small segment of it. I don't want I don't want to get it pulled. You know, God forbid we ever get pulled on this thing. We haven't done that yet, thank God. But Well, if, if it gets that bad, we may just have to move the show to Rockfin. Yeah. Well, I do put our show on Rockfin as well, but maybe it should mm -hmm. be a Rockfin exclusive too. Or maybe, maybe we should maybe come we up do with it. Maybe we do it live or something on Rockfin, and you I know, mean, because like YouTube's not really friendly to me either. Like they don't, they like they they uh, they restrict, you know, they ad restrict most of the stuff that I put up, mm -hmm. and then I have to go in and manually have it reviewed, and that could take a month. And by that time, like all the views don't really matter. And even if you get the, uh, you know, people giving you uh, live chat stuff, giving you money, like they take a big chunk out of that. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't know. I may I may just be using uh, YouTube primarily for um, putting up stuff to be unlisted, and then that's how people access it when I when I have uh, instructional stuff through my newsletters and stuff. Because I have a I have a kids wrestling newsletter thing coming out, so you have uh, some five techniques you can do with your kids that you don't need a mat or uh, a partner. You can do them on your own. They're just drills. I'm, I'm putting together some lifting stuff. Like I'm putting it up on Rockfin behind the paywall first, and then I'm going to put it together in a in a, in a course. Uh, so like I, I'm just gonna. I think that's what I'm going to use YouTube for is for the unlisted, just so they can host my content. But I'm not going to try to get any ad shares or anything from them. I'm with you, brother. We're definitely going to have to figure something else out. And you know what? Before I, because now I actually have it up, and I think we're going to skip through scene by scene without any sound on it. <laughs> And like just still shot, so hopefully I don't get in trouble. But I do want to remind people the audio version of this podcast is available at thegruelingtruth.com uh, right after the show. Johnfitch.net is where you find everything, John Fitch, including that newsletter yep. and the Wake Cup Bible, which you can get Wake on Cup all major Bible. platforms. Um, what mm -hmm. else do we got? And again, check us both out on Rockfin. Oh, by the way, fully demonetized here. 
So if you do want to, uh, you know, support me, five, ten, fifteen dollars. And don't worry, guys. I know a lot of you here for the headline is Conor McGregor going to walk. We'll uh, we'll get there in a minute. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sick to my stomach, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean, uh, yeah, I didn't have any I didn't have any real faith that anything was going to be done. I mean, even for regular dudes in Ireland, it's like an eight percent conviction rate. Come on, John. Before I get completely irate, <laughs> let's talk about the enslavement of humanity first, and then all right, let's do that, and then we can get. Well, there. I mean, I mean, most people have already willfully enslaved themselves with debt, anyways. So, like, what's some more slavery? <laughs> so. Again, very surrealist film. Uh, obviously, they're in like an arena or a gym here that's empty, but these are the elitists, right? And here's the, here's the ringmaster. So he's setting up in front of them, and I'll zoom in in a second, a bunch of little coffins with two little trucks at the bottom. And the, the trucks are there to pick up the feces and the urine. So he explains here that basically they will have the people, and, and notice like, the elitists are just gorging on like big pieces of chicken. They're showing their gluttony. They're being all fat and disgusting. And basically, instead of like a salesman, he's a magician. He's their PR guy. So this is the large ice penis <laughs> that I discussed mm. that gets uh, brought in. John, I'm telling you, this is the wildest film you will ever watch. And it had the largest foreign budget of all time at the time, by the way. So the ice penis boys get here. All the ladies who are basically representative of the bought whores uh, of these guys go over to the phallic symbol and worship it. And then they, they bring in kind of the transgender guy. He's, he's the one helping the magician. It's, it's the, uh, the hermetic symbolism here. And then they have a woman who's topless, okay? Mm. Basically crawl on her hands and knees and get whipped not even into the coffin itself but a tiny door into the coffin which she now lives and she goes to sleep in before she goes to work every day and this is right here the new free man without a family without a house the city of freedom and this is what the city of freedom looks like jazz it looks a lot like the matrix Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I wonder if they got the idea from this. I wonder if the creators and writers of The Matrix saw this movie. I would, you know what? I think it, there's a really good possibility of that. And it's one of those films, dude, that a lot of people don't know about, but it's the wildest thing. I, I mean, one, just the fact that. I may, they, I may they, have to, uh, me and Tinkle may do a watch along with it. Dude, if you do a watch along with that. You may want to trip. Like, you may want to make it magic mushroom, John. You may want to forget about whatever scotch you're on or whatever blunts or out of whatever smoke stones you're in. Sure, that'll be fun for the side, but go full board for this one. No, oh, man. <laughs> you could literally watch that one with milk and cookies, though, and you're still going to have, uh, you know, a ton, of, uh, a ton of fun. All right, let's get into the main story. So basically earlier in the week, this happened on Monday actually, and I've not done a story on it yet, but the Irish Daily Star said no charges for the, for, uh, the, the rape of 2018. They of course said it was an Irish sports star. Um, mm -hmm. There's only two outlets, I think it was uh, Dublin Live and RT that actually published it. The Mirror published it, but then they took it back. 
and there's not a lot of information other than the uh, team of officers have decided that they are not going to charge him. So I don't know whether this is true or not. I want to say that right now. But I do want to say, like you said, when we were talking about this, it doesn't look so good for Ireland in any kind of a sexual assault mm. case. Yeah. Uh, and I believe we were all the way back, John, we've been talking about this since the inception of the show, but all the way back it's in October. It's over a year. Yeah. And, and, year and, and a half now. And this isn't even the October case. Remember, this is the case yeah, from January 2018. So, I, again, guys, I'm going to say it like he said it. All that evidence doesn't mean it didn't happen. And if you look how the media carefully crafted this narrative of McGregor as a family guy and literally booed the guy out of the press conference that asked him about it and mm -hmm. was attacked by his opponent, I mean... We live in a time of great deceit. They're telling us that we need to. We, I mean, we've always lived in a great a time of great deceit. Like it's it's pers persuasion. That's what it all is. There's no there's no truth. It's not about truth. It has always been about persuasion. And with humans, it's it's what can you get people to believe? And usually, facts facts don't really do it. Fa you know, facts are more important than feelings. But like your facts don't matter against feelings. So let's talk about that. That, that. That's why that's why people on the left are, I think, are very feminine, and they 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 don't care about facts. They care about their feeling. The feminine always cares about feelings. They don't care about rational thought. So you see it all the time. That's why the left can't meme. That's why you can't you can't you can't do the whataboutism or say or or correct them about. Hey, well, this person did this thing also. Like they, it doesn't register because it it doesn't elicit any feelings. Like you can't tell somebody on the left anything bad about Obama and show them evidence that he did something wrong, they're not going to listen. They don't care. But you know what they're I find even saying, weirder? Oh, you're saying something bad because he's a black guy. I, you know what I find even more bizarre, though? There are certain things that they won't even attack Trump with you on. Like if you say, mm. well, I don't like Guantanamo Bay, <laughs> and I think that we shouldn't be in Syria, and, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, 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 we, we, that's actually, he's doing a great job there. But then if I say, hey, it's a good thing he got us out of the World Health Organization that doesn't seem to be right about any of this. and is Owned by China. There's all kinds of stuff coming out with China about China paying people off and owning crap. I mean, come on. We've known that forever. That's my point, though. Like, for well, now, well, the evidence is coming out. <laughs> I mean, folks, there was a huge Rockefeller push back in the 70s with Kissinger, with Nixon, with that administration. Picking the dollar off the gold standard? Come well, on. I mean, you got to understand. Where do you think that was going to go? What do you think they did with George H.W. Bush when they couldn't get him elected before he was the head of the CIA and then vice mm -hmm. president? He was an ambassador to China. He, I mean, George H.W. Bush's resume literally uh, reads like, you know, demon seed. Dude, dude, he <laughs> killed JFK, <Yeah>. <laughs> worked with China. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he stole an election for his son. <laughs> Was in the White House on the morning of 9-11, then met with one of bin Laden's relatives later in the day at a meeting for fucking... Uh, dudes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Damn. Yeah, I know. I but all that's all that's conspiracy theory, John. None of that's Hey true. man, but George, hey, but W was on Helen, so or <laughs> Ellen, so everything's cool. Everything's cool. He said some bad stuff about the orange guy. It's cool. So, so you see the meme some the meme somebody put up that uh it was like, Oh, uh 
uh, W. Bush killed uh, Saddam, Obama killed uh, 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 Bin Laden, and then Trump killed 100,000 Americans. Like, oh my God! Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! What about what about the million Iraqis that that W killed? What about what about all the drone bombing victims? What about the 16 year old American citizen that got zero uh, uh, due process and got drone bombed because of association? What about having a kill list? Get out of here! These people are insane. But they, you tell any of these facts to these people, they do not care because their feelings are all that matters to them. I'm uh, yeah. Again, if you look at just Syria, you say, listen, Operation Timber Sycamore did not start during even the Bush administration. Don't get me wrong. They wanted to go into Syria, too. But they took action, what, under the Obama administration, period. That's when the CIA went in there. That's when ISIS started to form. All right? And you look. McCain on the other side, and that's the whole thing. you got to give it to him on both sides. you got to say, well, Barack Obama signs off on that. John McCain is literally funding what will become ISIS and meeting with these people on camera. That is not a conspiracy theory. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, I mean... It's so bizarre. I never thought we would be in a world, number one, where there was some kind of weird global lockdown. I literally just got my plates in the mail an hour ago, John. I might actually be able to drive nice. my car that I've had insured for three weeks now, and I might actually be able to hit the road. We might be doing this for the road next week. Um, but I can't fucking now say that I think we need police officers, and I can't say I don't think it's a good idea to have six blocks of anarchy in Seattle. Like, are you ready to go into the I, green zone? You know, I think, um, <laughs> I, I kind of think the whole Chad situation is going to turn out to benefit normal, regular, uh, sane, rational people because this is basically the dog caught the car. Right? And then uh, it's like watching them try to figure out what to do with the car is kind of, kind of hilarious. <laughs> like the guy, the guy tearing up, you know, uh, uh, you know, tear, tearing up stuff downtown to try to make a garden, like in the worst possible place to make a garden. And I don't know. It's, it's, I, I've been laughing at it. I'm considering going. Me. I mean, I haven't decided against it. I'm considering going. I'm thinking I might, maybe I fly but there the thing first. thing is, is I actually don't have a problem with um, communities like separating from the government and doing things themselves. Me, me neither. I just think these, I, I just think these people are, uh, very spoiled, privileged people who have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What if you lived in that zone, right? Now, all of a sudden, mm. the police are banned. That's a little frightening. I want accountability, man. I mean, I think it's true. That the, the idea... I, I also think the people that have been living there, though, have watched this develop over time. So I don't think it's it can't be that big of a surprise. Like, I think all the people that would know, known that the crazy people are moving in and it's all these people. How could you live in that situation where everybody is so emotional about everything? <laughs> it's just, I couldn't take it. I'd have to get out of there. I, I guess, man, but you're in a, you know, you're in an urban area in a pretty big city. I could see people who are been there 20, yeah, 30 but like, years. Uh, you watch that show Portlandia? I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, that's. That's it's 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 a it's joke. It's a comedy, but I guarantee there's people that are not far off from that. <laughs> and like, if you're if you're running into that everywhere you go in businesses, like I'm not, I'm just face palming, and I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to handle it for much longer. How much? How the, the, the thing that like the thing with the Bay Area is there are a lot of people who are 
are right wing, but they're just quiet. And then there's a lot of people who are who are lefties, but they have money. So when their comfort gets destabilized because of this stuff, they'll 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 turn conservative quick because they want they want their money to buy them comfort. And if the the people are are raging and tearing things down and doing crazy stuff, like they, they don't like that, they're going to end up leaving or they're gonna they're gonna secretly vote a different direction. I don't know, man. I feel I feel like this is. I mean, we were talking about right before, just like how is the economy gonna survive all this? Uh, I'm not sure how how open you are, but like, so basically, a bunch of places in upstate New York went to phase uh, three, and nobody's following the actual social distancing guidelines, and now mm -hmm. everybody's afraid, and we've also created a big snitch force. So there were over twenty five thousand complaints called in to New York. Who's gonna Who's gonna do something about it? They got rid of the police. Didn't they just get rid of like their plain clothes unit or something in New well, York City? Well, here's the thing. So yesterday, Cuomo goes on TV, and he threatens to shut dude, down. He's a murderer, by the way. <laughs> Absolute murderer. He should be in prison for murder. He sent a bunch of sick people to old folks' homes, and people died. He's a murderer. Him and George Bush, murderers. <laughs> Uh, I can't disagree with Mr. Fish, folks. And the thing is, he smiled all the way. And then Chris Rock is cracking jokes about people dying of coronavirus. And uh, Cuomo thinks it's hilarious. If that were Trump laughing at that same joke, it would have made headlines. Mm -hmm. They didn't touch it in the media. Again, they've been mm -hmm. praising this guy. But anyway, this is what he did. He basically said he would re-shut down Manhattan and the Hamptons. He threatened to do that to roll them back. And then... He also threatened to uh, shut down local police forces and governments that did not carry it out. Uh, for things like bars, especially, it's up to the state liquor authority. And he said he was going to send in undercover SLA agents to these places and possibly shut them down and take their liquor licenses. I mean, this is the type of shit people are dealing with, even now, trying well, to reopen their business. They're trying to they're trying to destroy small businesses. They're trying to destroy all businesses, and they and they they do want to defund the police and they want to pull this police back because they want chaos. They want people poor and starving, and then you've got the national guard and the military ready to step in and uh, put down martial law. Yeah, and it's and, and, and here's the other thing. I think again, the automation nation is coming. I think they yep. want more uh, robot police. They want spot the DARPA robot, in, you know, not just in, in uh, Singapore, but mm -hmm. in Central Park as well. So spot will just come over and issue you a ticket, and he'll scan your face all nice. And have a, he'll have a minigun strapped to his back. <laughs> I'm just saying. I saw RoboCop. I saw RoboCop. I know what's up. Well, I think that, all right, so, so number one, we haven't even dealt with you know, he still won't say like yesterday. The last question was as he went away with his nice little tan to get ready to cut a ribbon today on his dad's bridge. Uh, they asked him about the schools again. Hey, uh, what about these schools? Are they going to reopen? He's like, oh, I don't know. It does. I can't tell you yet. What do you mean? It is mid-June. It is mid-June. Again. It's like two and a half months. School's supposed to start back up. Two months straight. Uh, August 15th is the first day of classes. Uh, in places like uh, SUNY Oneana, SUNY Cortland, all these colleges, 60 days away, they've done no freshman orientation. They've done no planning. He is obviously not going to be reopening. This is going to devastate communities around my state. Um, on top of the fact they're already talking about defunding certain parts of the police department, like you said. So now you have education and you have law enforcement. What's the other one he said he was going to defund? 
health. And you know how hard it was just for me to see a doctor this month, John? Holy fuck, well, dude. It's not that they're going to defund these things. The funding's already gone. <laughs> it's already gone. This is, right. this is my theory. We talked about this a little bit before, but like uh, Minneapolis, they, they were trying to cut $165 million out of their budget. $165 million. They're already broke. <laughs> then, then the riots happened. Then the, then the George Floyd deal happened. Like these places, I think, are, were already broke. They already had to cut this stuff. So they're like, screw it. Let's put bricks up around and let everybody riot. And then, and then they're going to ask for the government to bail them out. And that's going to crash, uh, crash the economy further because the dollar is going to become worthless because they're just going to have to print more money to pay off these, these, uh, <clears throat> these cities that are bankrupt. Well, I mean, the stock market hasn't been doing the past few days, uh, but still it seems extremely inflated. You are seeing more businesses now announcing the large layoffs. I saw, mm -hmm. you know, another fitness company uh, go under. Uh, but we still got the UFC, huh? We had a, we had a fight night that must have caught him up. Still got him. fights, uh, and pretty cheaply put on. Not a lot of uh, big names. Did you watch all of them? Um, I started. I can't even remember what I started at. I have the. Uh, I'll look at the. I well, started I, a little bit before the main the main card, uh, but I didn't. I didn't notice any. I didn't really recognize any of the names, and I didn't. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I don't. They didn't. No one really stepped out. The Epa Epa Goya or Gopava. Oh, I'm not even that over there yet. But I mean, yeah. let's just go over the prelims quick because I did watch them, and the first three were all under a minute. So the first Maybe, three fights, yeah. you had uh, Christian Aguilera versus Anthony Ivy. He KOs him in under a minute, put him in trouble in the first thirty seconds after being patient, put him up against the cage, and basically finished him off. Tyson yeah. so Nam. That, that, that was one of the things uh, that stuck out. It was There was a lot of fights that ended quickly. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, cool, great. Fights are finishing fast. But like that, they, that generally means that it was a mismatch. And they put somebody in there knowing that they're probably going to get beat badly. It's and not an accident. It's not like somebody, whoa, they stepped up and they did something amazing. <laughs> it's that the, the UFC knows especially if these guys have gone and trained at the UFC Performance Institute and they've given up all their stats and data to these guys, like the matchmaking is done on purpose to, to like, oh, let's, let's get this guy fucked up. Like Joe Silva said that on, I talked to Gray Maynard last night and he talked about how um, uh, they, they gave him Roger Huerta because he was supposed to break Roger Huerta's arm. That's what Joe Silva told him. Really? Yeah, because he spoke out because the uh, UFC was 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 pimping him out all over the place, and then they finally they stole one of his sponsors, where like he was supposed to make like ten grand for doing an appearance from this liquor company, and UFC said no 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 don't pay him we'll we'll take care of it, and they stepped in and they stole the sponsor and and, and all he got was uh, uh fifty dollars a day per diem. Oh so man! Rod, so Roger complained. So it, because he complained, Joe Silva gave him a fight with Gray Maynard, and Gray Maynard was was sent to hurt him bad. And then Gray was put on a shit list because he didn't beat him up bad enough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait. To, guys, guys, that's on John Fitch Knows Nothing. That's on your YouTube channel and Podbean, mm -hmm. right? Podbean. And then I, I stream live on uh, Fight TV also, so they can find me on Fight TV. I'm on, I, I stream on four platforms so people can find me and take part. So, so let's go to the second fight there. This one was a one-off KO. Uh, I, apparently mm. Tyson Nam had last uh, losses uh, previous two. 
this was a kickboxer. He was coming in against uh, somebody who had some glory experience, not a lot of MMA experience, and a straight, big right, took him out right on the chin. Yep. It was it was over before he landed, mm -hmm. but he went in there. He, I think he closed one out for good measure with a hammer fist. Uh, pretty quick one. He was excited. The woman's fight especially looked pretty uh, lopsided. Yeah. That I saw. Um, you know, she she caught her with a good knee though. That's true. That's in the I, body, I think that's where I stepped in. She caught her with a really good knee to the body, and it's like there's not if you get hit right in the body, there's not a lot you can do. She she didn't either. She pretty much curled yeah. up, turtled, and, and yep. took the L. She did the best to stay on her feet. I'll, I'll applaud her for not dropping to the ground because that shit hurts. Marab Devashelli, he's got the funny hat. was really good. Yeah, I think so. And this was a actually pretty good fight. It's not like Lopez was a pushover. Mm -hmm. uh, this mm -hmm. kid... Looks like he wants a bigger competition. Let's give him a top fifteen guy. You know, let's let's give him somebody who who's fighting to stay in that ten to fifteen range. I think that'll that'll be good for him. He's a tough dude, and he wants to stay active. He wants to keep fighting. I like that. And and now's gotta, the time. We gotta we gotta give him a nickname though, because that last name is just too much. It's too much. <laughs> I agree. All right, uh, Marab the Devil Devashili. I think. Oh, I That's like that. The, the Devil. The Devil. There you go. The devil, Unless Devashili. he's extremely religious. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which he may be because he's Eastern European. This one yeah, here, maybe. first one, uh, Maria. I don't know much about Agapova, but she came Agapova. out. She looked great. Like, but again, like you said, this was another quick one. It was a three-minute fight underneath. She really put a beating on this girl, and then got the sub. Once she, she basically, uh, what she take an arm on this one? Was this an arm bar? That's what I think I remember. <laughs> I remember, I remember she was just finish. all over on top side control, and I think then she took yeah. the arm, and uh, she looked awesome. But again, it's not only number one; it's the women's division. Number two, we're in pretty thin waters right now. We're not in yeah, the deep waters. It's all American fighters. You got to be in the country. Yeah, and then I, a lot of gyms aren't. If you're not from a big gym, like who are you going to work out with? Like most most of the gyms are shut down. A lot of people like if you don't have a job and you're not making money, these fighters don't have any money. Who the, how are they paying for a training camp? Um, who do we have next? Oh, Espinosa versus uh De La Rosa. That one went all three rounds. That was kind of a you know a, a tough back and forth. I I, I didn't have a mm -hmm. problem with that decision. Did you? Uh, no, I can't remember who I, was it. Uh, Jordan won, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, it was it was an okay fight back and forth, but yeah, it didn't really majorly stand out. Yeah, it's probably one of the weakest ones on the card for standing out. But the Feely Jordan fight, the way it was scored, I thought was a little insane. That was actually a really competitive uh, yeah, fight. I didn't. Uh, yeah, it was a good fight. I, uh, Feely looked really great. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the split unless they they uh, somebody gave uh, Jordan a, a round because he did drop. Feely once. Yeah. But it's like the only thing he did the whole fight. I mean, Jordan, I Jordan if, looked if like that, he was trying to get offense off. I would say those kicks to his arm, especially those head kicks that Feely kept blocking. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I definitely felt like uh, his right arm wasn't as there. He did switch stances a couple times. But for the most part, Feely was absorbing them. He was coming forward. He, uh, he had dominant octagon control. He had his own striking going on. I'd say Charles Jordan is tough. You could maybe give him one round, but like you said, it went to a split decision. I didn't see that one coming. So no. um, 
Feely looks good again, man. Feely's an active guy. Um, I, he's always kind of been on the outskirts of 10 to 15. He's tried to make runs in the past. He's still young. I like him. Again, give him, I'd say give him like a 12, 13. Not even a, a you know, a 13, 14, 15. Give, mm-hmm. give him a, a 12, 13, maybe even a 10 and see if he can break into the top yeah. 10. It was a fun watch. Yeah, he should he should get a, a bigger a bigger fight. I, I like Feely. Uh, Rosa versus Aguilar. Um, that was actually a tough one, a back and forth. In fact, even though Rosa won, um, Aguilar's face didn't look anywhere near as bad as Charles Rosa's, which was pretty banged up. Uh, Rosa still was able to kind of maintain octagon control. I don't think I had a problem with that decision either. What about you? Uh, no, I think it was it was uh, fine. Yeah, it was fine. Then you got Martin uh, Marvin Vittori. Now Carl Robertson, he's kind of mm-hmm. you know he's a pretty decent striker. Vittori uh, lost a split decision to Adesanya in the beginning of his uh, UFC career. Still isn't ranked. Um, has been a pit bull in there, and I I thought he looked fucking awesome. He he looked amazing. I will say Carl Robinson did one of the coolest things ever uh, to escape that guillotine choke where he jumped his feet up because he was in a deep guillotine. The guy picked him up. He jumped his feet up and kicked off the cage in order to get the momentum to roll out of that. And I thought that was genius. But Vittori, Vittori recovered and got back on top and went back to work. So Vittori, tough guy, big big guy. I'd like I, to see him, I I'd see like him. To see him fight a bigger, somewhat bigger name. Forget 10 to 15. I'd like to see 5 to 10 on him. Again, Adesanya rose up pretty quick. This guy's all over you. He, he kind of reminds me almost of a Randy Couture in the way he's able to crowd you, you know. And like mm-hmm. you said, um, it was pretty amazing that Robertson did that. That was a cool thing that he was able to get yeah. up off there and get so much momentum off the cage to actually uh, get loose in that scramble. That was an exciting fight. Again, these are exciting fights to watch, but at the same time, how much did this card cost for the UFC to put on? A hundred grand? Did they even pay out a hundred grand? I mean, I yeah, seen, I know. Yeah, that's. I haven't seen the payouts point. yet, but they can't. They can't be that much. And uh, main event time, Cynthia Cynthia Caveo, who was a huge underdog, I think six to one, comes in there, dominates. I coming up in weight. Uh, afterwards, says I missed weight by about uh, what was it, thir- three pounds, and that they cheated to get her on there. And it certainly appears that way. By the way, everybody, <laughs> the old towel <laughs> trick. The old towel, the towel trick. Yeah. She put um, her hands on the towel and was still like 0.5 or 0.25 or something. And here's the thing. All right. But yeah, I mean, it's pro wrestling. They're just, they got they got bills to pay. UFC's got bills to pay. They got to put a show on. They got contracts to, uh, you know, honor. So, like, they're going to do whatever they got to do to put the fight on, get you your Big Macs. Well, let's look at this. Jessica, I was number one ranked in that division. This girl just came up 10 pounds. She now should be ranked number one in that division. I don't know that she was top five in the division below. That's where mm. we're at in women's MMA. And, you, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you talk about the Ali Act spread out, if you get to the Risens of the World, the Bellators, mm-hmm. the UFCs, the Invictas, etc. You have a much deeper pool of people to, to, to fight, and you have outside people who give the rankings. Which I think it's is very important. It's deeply needed. Deeply needed. Oh, well, we got another fight night coming up. I'm actually excited about this one. Blades versus Volkov. Yeah. This is next week. Volkov. Yeah. 
Um, let's let's look at the card. Is this the Saturday? This is Saturday. Early prelims start. Oh, looks like there might not be early prelims, even though they say there are. <laughs> you never. Know, Five p.m. Eastern uh, is when we start. Wow, Guida's on the card too. Guida, wow. I can't wait. Uh, why is I no Sorry. pictures for Joe Selecki versus Austin Hubbard? Lightweight bout. You know anything about them? No, I think that's that's a, that's a strange thing. I mean. I, I have an iPhone. Yep. It, it's it's got uh it's got a pretty good pretty damn good camera on it, and you can you can take uh headshots. You can take <laughs> a legitimate headshot on on new iPhone, and use use it to go and 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 get an acting role or do whatever. You could use it on your uh, you know, your LinkedIn profile professional <laughs> shot. You know, like I I really don't understand the uh the blank or the silhouette photos at all anymore makes no sense. Uh, I'm with you there, John. It doesn't seem like the technology is, uh, is lazy. It seems very lazy. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about, you got professional fighters who are bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars for you a year and they, they can't even afford to get a headshot to you. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Roxanne Modafri versus... What kind of promoter are you? You're supposed to promote these people. You don't got a fucking photo of them. Jesus Christ. I, and honestly, this uh, from, <laughs> this is the first time I'm seeing this, right? I, I hadn't seen... I didn't even know this card was on until this fight night card, right? They didn't mm -hmm. promote this. And this fight night card actually looks pretty stacked for me just like going through it. Roxanne Modafri, she's she's decent. She's fun to watch. Been around a long time, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. And it's a five versus six. Lauren Murphy, that's a good matchup. There's two girls I do see quite a bit in the UFC. Uh, I've seen improvement on both. And this is the the second prelim fight. Okay, I like that. Matt Frivala, I've watched him several times. Exciting fighter, as well as Frank Camacho. Again, probably you know in those you know. 20 to 30 range ranking guys, but mm -hmm. bangers, they show up to fight. Okay, good match. Courtney Casey, number 15 versus uh, uh, Jillian Robertson. Again, she's coming in. She's trying to get into the top 15. That one makes sense. Good job. Okay, UFC. Um, let's see. I don't know much about uh, Pia Cota versus Baral, I'll be honest, but middleweight bout looks somewhat exciting, I guess. Tisha Torres versus... Brianna Van Buren, don't know you. one of Brianna is one of ours. She's she's tough. She was an Invicta champ. Okay, so is this her first UFC yeah. fight? Because Tisha Torres uh, is twelve. I can't remember. She might have had one other. She might have had one already. Okay, I mean that that again. You got a twelve, and you got somebody that's trying to come up in the rankings. That would make sense if she came in from Invicta as the champion to go in for a top fifteen to start off. So all right. Go UFC. And then Bobby Green, uh, you know, uh, veteran. Clay Guida, veteran. Both at the tail end of their careers. This fight makes sense to me. This has all the, the makings of a possible banger. I like that. Thank you, UFC. Who you got, Guida or Green? Oh, uh, man. Um, I don't even know. I think yeah, I take Clay. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm always, I always love to watch... Uh, the carpenter go to work. I'm hoping the carpenter uh, gets it done. I'm with you. I'm with you. I wouldn't be mad if Bobby Green won that one, though. Mm. Then, then you got uh, Jim Miller versus Roosevelt Roberts. Roosevelt Roberts looked good in his last fight. I think he fought maybe a month ago on one of these UFC cards. Jim Miller, um, did he win his last fight or did he end up losing? 
I can't remember. Man, I, I, I'm going to look it up right now. Because we do it live here, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Miller. Thumbs the video up, by the way. And remember, we have the audio version of the podcast after the fact. Let's see if we can get them. Um, oh, come on. Come on, Wikipedia. Let's go. Um, he lost to Scott Holzman, but it went to a decision. And it was, uh, it was where uh, Blagovich just came in and knocked Corey Anderson cold out. So what, how long ago was that? That's in February. Mm. All right, interesting. So, okay, don't hate that fight. Uh, Balil Muhammad versus Lyman Good, both exciting fights. Uh, uh, Balil, fight. I remember he was an exciting fight, yeah. Yeah, that, that should be a good one. Raquel Pennington, always uh, enjoy seeing her fight. It looks like uh, Marion Renault is trying to uh, get into the top five. She's ranked number six, and uh, Renew's number 10. I like that. Josh Emmett, Shane Borgos, another good fight. like that, too. Um, man, that's a tough one to call. Although, ah, I think Shane's coming up, and I think he beats Emmett, but maybe not. Blades versus Volkov. Who you got? Volkov's a stud, but he uh, sometimes he lets his guys off the hook. And that's a problem, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You can't. You 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 put a ba- a big guy in a bad situation. You gotta you gotta you gotta roll with it, keep the momentum, and put him out, because one punch can change the fight with his big guys. Man, I, that was I, was it. Derek was it. Derek Lewis that uh, he was beating pretty much the whole fight, and then right at the end, got caught. Got caught. Yeah. Got devastated. Got like a yeah. career-ending knockout kind of deal. Like it was pretty nasty. Um, man. I, I like Volkov in this fight, but Curtis Blaze could come, go in there like a man possessed. So that's a big possibility yeah. as well, you know. I mean, anything's possible with these heavyweights. The uh, guy who gets the first punch square a lot of times can win. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like it though. At least it's a heavyweight fight. I don't think we've had one for like the the last one was what Blagoy versus uh, it was Blagoy Ivanov versus that Asian dude was the last mm-hmm. heavyweight fight I think we've had. Fight Island announcement. We're going to get five fights in less than two weeks' time in Abu Dhabi. What are your thoughts on that, John? Five fights in two weeks' time? You mean five events? Yes. Man, they really need that money, huh? Let's let's hold on. Fight Island. Well, you know what the first one is, right? Have you not seen it? So uh, let's see what we know about Fight Island. Let's see. Fight Island. Is that the Usman and uh, it's three title Burns? fights? Yeah, well, two title fights and one where they're going to have Aldo versus uh, Peter Yan for the vacant uh, Cejudo title. So, uh, multiple events. Let's see what we With, got. Uh, yeah, Jose coming off a loss. So, here it is. I'm sorry. It's, I believe it's. they're saying it's four events. Let's see. They had the whole thing on, on, on the fight night. Come on. Uh, you, dates for Fight Island. Here we go. Come on. Yahoo, you can't get in there? No? Did Kevin Ioli write it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. There China. it is. China. July 11th, Locking the 15th, in. the 18th, and the 25th is what they're doing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the 11th is the uh, the Usman-Gilbert uh, Burns fight. I think Burns deserves that after those performances. Who you got so in that good. one, man? I mean, uh, man, it's it's. I haven't been overly. I honestly have not been overly impressed with Usman at all. Uh, he's a little bit slow. 
he comes in and he wrestles with you, but I don't see like a, a great deal of martial arts uh, experience. I don't think he's, his uh, talent stack is that deep. Burns is a young guy with, with you know, wrestling ability, jiu-jitsu ability, and power in his hands. So I, I would not surprise me to see Burns win that fight. But again, you know, he's a younger guy, so I could see him losing a close fight or making a mistake, losing the fight, using that to get better, and then come back in a few fights and, and be the champ for a while maybe. But, uh, yeah, it just depends. It really depends. Well, I mean, one, one thing is they're, they're training partners. You know, that's the other thing. It's not like they don't know each other pretty damn intimately. You know, a lot of people were surprised yeah. on that call out and Burns isn't young. You know, he's, he's uh low thirties, almost mid thirties. I think he's 33, mm. 34 years old. I like Burns in this fight. He is just so on fire. It just feels like, it almost feels yeah, like momentum. that Dosanos Momentum's moment. the powerful thing. You know, you know, when Dosanos was on that streak and you just knew he was going to get the title, I feel like he's he's on that that tear. So looking forward to that fight. We got another fight night in between um, on the twenty seventh too. I think it's Poirier's fighting. So I mean UFC's cranking him out. Poirier versus Hooker. Ah, man, that's gonna be a good one too. Yeah, man. yeah, it's gonna be fun. I like Dan Hooker. I mean, I think Dan Hooker's got a, a lot of uh, potential in that division. And boy, that's a that's a banger. Mm, so tough. the UFC's doing it. What what do you know about Bellator doing it? We're we're almost in July. We're, we're hearing the uh, the same stuff that uh, um, third week, I heard third week in July, possibly the 17th, but there's issues because they wanted to do it in studios, sound studios in LA, and LA's on fire. <laughs> so I don't know if they can do it in, uh, in LA. I think they may have to go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma never shut down. So they, I think they need to find a, uh, an affiliate studio CBS affiliate, whatever in Oklahoma and just do it there. I mean, like we don't, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to be, uh, in a place with a big crowd or whatever. It's going to be a studio. It's closed set. So let's just do it there. I'm with you, man. I mean, and, and every week that they're waiting, they're losing ground and losing the potential to, you know, get the eyeballs on them. Like if they were mm -hmm. smart, they would have rolled it out for July 1st, you know, I'd done everything they could have, like you said, not waited on Viacom lots or CBS lots or whatever they needed to, gone to one of these states and started moving fighters in and getting things prepared. However, you know, Dana White has talked about all the hurdles he's had to go, to, to go through. You wonder if Scott Coker is able to grease those same wheels when we're talking about health commissions and yeah. local governments. Dana has the backup of WME, which is a big, powerful company. Like they covered up Harvey Weinstein's uh, rapes for a very long time. People talk about how they had their own like private security force where they would spy on people and threaten people and uh, basically do terrorist type shit. Yeah, no, the black. <laughs> so, like, did you hear? Did you hear they confirmed Harvey's mangina this week? All right, what John. Is that? So, uh, listen, so so check it out, Fitch. One you of the things, one of the things that I thought they were one of the reasons I thought he was definitely going to get off is one of the accusers had said essentially that he didn't really even have a penis at some point, like he had no balls, and that he had this weird like vagina type thing, right? So. 
everybody's like, that can't be true. But at the same time, they showed medical pictures around to the jurors. In reality, it looks like it was one of the things that actually sealed the deal to convict him because he had something called Ganniers. I'm going to type it in. Uh, Weinstein. Wow. Let's so see. that's so that's that's a, he had a micro penis. It wasn't the micro penis so much. He had an infection known as Fournier's gangrene that goes up through, and sometimes you not only need a skin graft because you have a large like scar where your uh, nether grundle is, but in his case, apparently, he had to have his testicles removed on top of it. So he had. So when was that? So is this? A, he he probably what he he banged some uh, some child in some some uh, third world country or something and caught something. I have no Boy, idea, gross. but it's Boy, a gross. very disturbing. You got gangrene green in my penis. Whoops. It is a back. Oh, that's not even it. So 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 on top of that, all right. In order to get an erection before he had to do his thing, his assistants would have to take a syringe, John, and inject his penis 5 to 20 minutes before with a thing called Caverject because it was the only thing that could get him erect because of this disorder. And Caverject is used to uh, get paraplegics who don't have any anything in the waist down an erection. That's where wow. we're at. That's, that's the world we live in. <laughs> That's insanity. That's wild. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Um, yeah, when you think it can't get any weirder, it's certain. That's cert- the weird. That is, that's the bizarrest thing ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just. I'm, I'm literally speechless. Uh, dude, when I, when I, again, when I read it, and, and again, they showed the photos to the jurors. Here are the, here are the court drawings of it. When, when somebody, somebody, that's somebody's job. They had to draw pictures of people looking at Harvey Weinstein's mangina. <laughs> well, can you imagine being in the jury and then first being told this, John? Like, first you're told that, and you're like, all right, get the fuck out of here with that. This lady is obviously, and then one by one, these pictures come across, and you've got to actually look at it. I mean, he's not the most physically pleasant man to look at in the first place. But now you're looking now at you it look naked. At it like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, I think we're going to leave it on that because I got a 7 o'clock uh, video coming up, folks. I want to remind everybody that you can check out the audio version of this fine, family, fun, friendly podcast over on thegruelingtruth.com. You can get everything John Fitch on johnfitch.net. That's how you sign up for the newsletter. That's how you buy the Weight Cut Bible and so much more. Who do you have coming up this week for things like uh, what is it? Cocktails and cauliflower. Um, um, I still have not uh, picked out my beverage for Thursday yet, but I will have a show tomorrow with Leah Lee for Boomer and Toots on Rockfin. Uh, we'll be talking about you know topical events. We'll probably talk a little bit about Chaz and the. Uh, I saw some articles about how they're trying to push that women now need to cut their hair above their uh, shoulders because. Uh, long hair um, spreads the coronavirus, the Wuhan virus. So now uh, all the women are going to have to get the Karen haircut. Dude, look, man. Wanna get, I want to get Leah's opinion on that, see if she's going to get her haircut like Karen. Two out of the last three days, not including today, I've been able to go to a bar, 
order a drink, talk to a pretty girl, interact uh-huh. with that girl. I know. I even touched her leg, man. Like, like we're like we're human beings again, and I can shake my buddy's hand. I can give him a hug, and I've got a no. snitch force in New York trying to stop that. Twenty-five thousand calls to snitch out businesses because they're not following social distancing rules. I, I had enough. Me and the kids, we scootered to the park or the the playground at the school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and other people got sick of it too. Yeah, I put it up on my Instagram story, but somebody had ripped off. They put orange wrap around the playground equipment so nobody would play with stuff. Uh, somebody ripped that off. They took the swings. The swings are taken down. The tires taken down from the tire swing. It's just, it's insanity. And like, in the same breath, they'll be like, "Oh, you can't do this stuff. You can't go to the family. You can't go to the beach, but you can go and protest for Black Lives Matter. But you can't protest for anything else." <laughs> So like, I mean, this is very insensitive, but I'm going to, I'm going to cut the lock on my pool because they put a lock on that shit for the Wuhan virus. I'm going to cut the lock and I'm going to put up Black Lives Matters posters and then we're going to have a Black Lives Matter pool party. And you should. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Cuomo backed up off the 10 today and now you can have 25 people. We're done. It's, it's all got to stop. It's all selective enforcement. It's all arbitrary. Mm. Uh, I want to remind people we're both on Rockfin. So if you You're endorse, trying to bankrupt us. Yeah, if you endorse either one of us, guess what? You get them all. And uh, I want to say this. If you create a free account, not only can you learn how to choke a man to death from John Fitch, but you will get my uh, uncensored YouTube pulled, did the Holy Mountain reveal the true plan for control video because they're not censoring that stuff over at Rockfin. You know, it's actually mm-hmm. pretty cool over at Rockfin. So for free, you yeah, check that out. It's behind a paywall, so people people want that information. They're paying for that information. Yeah. There's nobody complaining to get it taken down. Well, this one's actually not behind a paywall. I give this one for mm. free. You can just have the free one, too. Listen, there's stuff yeah. behind the paywall as well. We're going to actually be free tomorrow, noon to... Uh, Whenever, but uh, go create account there. We do it live. I know you have an original tomorrow. Like you said, you do Burmeer and Toots every Tuesday. My boy Steve does an exclusive over there at Tuesday. Rockfin is great. If you want to financially support me, the way to do it is over at the GoFundMe, 5, 10, 15 bucks. It means the world to me, guys. I will be back in less than 10 minutes with Disco Dylan Avery talking about the new film 7 that just five minutes of aired on PBS this week and where you can see the full documentary exposing how World Trade Center 7 was not taken down by fires. Guys, love you. See you on the flip. See you later, John. Take you later, guys. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.